thank you so much for the time to chat with you. I really do appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for having me on. At any time. Uh, Joyride is, it's a joy. I roll my eyes because I don't want to sound cliche in saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little really, bit of cliche is good sometimes. <laughs> no, it, it really is. It's a wonderful film. Uh, I was wondering, what is it that, that you connected with in the story? Why did you want to tell it? Um, I guess, you know, as a director, obviously I didn't write it. This script came to me uh, in 2018. And uh, I mean, what I really, res I responded obviously to the, the story and the characters and the smart dialogue and how funny it was and, you know, and super smart. Um, and, and I very, uh, was very attracted to the character that Olivia Coleman plays Joy. You know, she's, she's not your, uh, typical mom that's re represented on screen you know she's messy she's recalcitrant she's foul-mouthed she's fiery and feisty and not a people pleaser and as a woman I was really excited to you know to show a woman like that to show a mother like that but I suppose if your question is what really drew me um you know it was the it was the theme of motherhood it was this it was a film that looks at motherhood uh, through a few different lenses I, from my own life. I, I lost my own mother when I was a child. I was only four. And I probably spent my life kind of, you know, looking at the idea of motherhood through lots of different angles. You know, what does it mean? And what does it mean if you lose a mother? And does it affect you? And what actually is it? And was my dad as good a mother as my mother would have been? You know, all these ideas around, can it be the same? And is it the same? And then this film arrived, which asked a lot of those questions in a very you know, an interesting way. It's about three mothers, obviously Joy herself, who's just given birth, who's for her own ludicrous theory is hell bent on giving away her baby out of some, you know, deep hatred of herself, probably lessons she'd learned from her own childhood, feeling that this baby would be better off without her. You've got Mully who's, who rocks in as this bubbly, spiky young fella, but he's also lost a mother and she's presented in the film as, you know, the good mother. She's she's obviously shown as very loving and caring and there's a, there's a, a hollowness and an, an ache in his life that she's gone. And then this third mother that's only perceived in flashback, which is Joy's mother, who, you know, I don't know if I'm allowed, I should be spoiler free, but, you know, she plays a big role in the film to do with this, this hatred that has been bequeathed to joy from her own childhood, you know, this this cruel or maybe callous or indifferent or or not quite attentive mother, you know. So it was a way to look at all of those ideas around motherhood and for me to explore them and unpack them and dig in whilst also telling, you know, a feel good big hearted film that that wasn't cynical, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't sentimental, but was just filled with heart. I love how you describe it because you're there are so many different things going on in this film um and and you're right it's not a cynical film uh, it's not um and and Olivia is wonderful Olivia is wonderful in in everything she could do a used car commercial she'd be wonderful <laughs> Olivia um but my understanding is this Charlie's first film yeah because he he's remarkable like i i was sitting there i'm like i've never like he's just wonderful in this where how did how did you find charlie how did he come into uh into the role we, we had a quite an extensive casting process for charlie we started off you know we did a big call out in ireland looking for 
all sorts of young boys that hadn't even boys had never acted before you know in amateur drama clubs GAA clubs you know anyone who wanted to try out for it so we started off our casting agent tells me there was upwards of 1500 tapes that they got in initially you know so we'd gone very wide it took about four months and Charlie had never done a film before he had he had used to be on he did a lot of amateur theater as a child mm. uh, you know as a younger child and then he just before this he had done i think three or four days on a bbc tv sci-fi series <laughs> yeah done a few days on that but this was first film leading role against an oscar winning actor and uh, you know he was one of the front runners in all the tapes his 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 instincts his bravery you know his his he just went for it. You know, I just I thought he was fearless from the minute he started in giving in tape. So we eventually, you know, boiled it down to Charlie, which was a wonderful day telling him that. And then, yeah, he rocked up on set and I was he was quite nervous, I think, at the read through. You know, we were all kind of going, wow, God, this is a big this is a big moment. But, you know, as you can see in the film, you know, duck to water. I mean, he just maybe it's the bravery of he was only 14 and, you know, he didn't know what he should be afraid of yet, you know? So, yeah, I think he's incredible and uh, his first film, but I, I'm absolutely certain not his last. Yeah. It, it Honestly, I, there were, there were scenes where I was sitting there saying, he's schooling her. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. and, and, and that's not an easy task for anybody of any age to do with Olivia. And, and she, he, he steals so many scenes just with a fire it really it really does yeah i mean he he tells he tells the story of olivia basically saying to him you know just be in it you know just be there with me you know toe to toe we'll look at each other we'll just be there together in the scenes really feel it and he did it and from day one i i can still see shots and, and scenes in the film that i know were shot on the first morning and i'm in awe i'm like I don't know what you were like at 14. I was, <laughs> I would have been hiding behind the sofa, you know, bright red, you know, and he's just such bravery and such heart. And all of that is what Mully needed. Mully needed this, this courage, you know, this beating heart where he knows, he knows what matters, you know? Yeah. I, you know, it's absolutely true. Um, Mully is it, am I pronouncing it right? Is Mully? Mully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um there's so often in this scene where i i remember at one point i thought i don't think i've ever seen an older 14 year old uh than i have here and not just because of his performance i just mean because of the character yeah. um and and there's such a complex relationship between the characters and parents like uh, certainly mothers in in this film as well um i was wondering from your perspective what is it about our relationship with our parents that you think gets gets so complicated as we grow up Oh, that's a great question, uh, and I, I'm I'm not sure I'm I'm fit to answer it. I actually not only lost my mother. <laughs> sounds like a very sad story. I lost my mother very young. I also lost my father pretty young. So it's I'm not sure I'm qualified to answer it. I only know that we definitely all, even as you see in the film, Molly has this kind of ne'er do well father, or you know, a father who's failing him in every way, and Molly still longs for him to be better longs for it to work longs for his father to come back to him you know and be forgiven and be a good man you know so I think it's something around idealism you know as children we idealize our parents and we feel 
they should, you know, that this should be something really pure and, and good for everybody. And we're just heartbroken when it's a, it doesn't quite live up to our expectations. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and that's so clear in this film, especially with Molly, but also also with uh, with Joy's character uh, as well. One of the lines I love, and I don't I don't want to give anything away. And when I say this, but it is, you know, towards the end of the film, you had the best teacher in the world just do everything she didn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, like, you know, is there does there come a point? Do you think there comes a point when we we have to make that decision with our our parents, or or just what what does it take for us to decide uh, what we need to do to be different than than what we experienced? You know, maybe it takes the, the the quality of journey that Joy goes on. You know, she has this. Sorry, I am I am definitely giving spoilers, so I apologize. But totally you know, fine. that transformative moment in the sea, where where you know maybe as a child she almost drowned. You know, in this moment, and now in this in this final scene with Molly, she out of her bravery, she is born again. You know, she has some cathartic moment back in the sea again, all these images to do with forgiveness and catharsis and and, and rebirth, you know, and uh, maybe it does take something as significant as that. Maybe we keep hoping for our parents to, to, to always be better. We keep giving them every chance. And Molly certainly in the film is continually doing that for his father until that moment in the sea when both Joy and Molly realize maybe letting go of the the past and letting go of the the people that are holding them to to darkness or bad behavior of lack or lack of forgiveness and grace and actually be brave enough to to i mean it's one of the central ideas of the film i think it's why it has such a big heart and such a big effect on people it does ask us to reimagine the idea of family you know that it's not about perhaps who you were born into and who your siblings are and, and all that struggle. Maybe it does ask us to say, maybe there's a time to let that go and look to your friends or look to your, you know, look in different places for your true family. Like it's a, it's a proper story about found family. And I think people really relate to that. You know, when they come up to me after screenings, they really relate to those ideas of, you know, that maybe somebody sitting right opposite you is it will be a better parent to you, a better brother to you, a better, you know, a better sibling to you than holding on to things that 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 are historically that matter, perhaps, but maybe they don't matter as much as as reinventing yourself. And as I said, reimagining what your family could be. I think that's such a key theme, not just in the film, but in, in so many films we've seen the last few years. And is this idea of what does it mean to have family um, is so important. And this idea of reimagining it, I think is so fascinating because, you know, it it's become so much more than blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I do find in the film, I find that there's an awful lot of sadness. You know, somebody pointed out to me that image of, um, you know, when they're sleeping, Mully and his father are asleep in the B&B &B overnight, but Mully still has his arm around his father, you know, like he's still, he's still longing, his arm is just thrown the way a child sleeps, you know, all over the place, but his arm is still thrown over his father in a kind of a, a casual, but loving, you know, embrace. And, and so it's like, that shows you that this child isn't ready to give up on 
this this father who who can't love him and and we always thought about it in terms of that maybe this moment at the end was like the nadir for uh molly's father you know that he he loses everything he's now he's lost his wife he's he's gambling and drinking now he's lost his good son you know that believes in him and maybe maybe that's sometimes that's what it takes for us to go i gotta <laughs> i gotta sort my life out you know i gotta do better and you know the Eric the actor who plays uh Lachlan who plays Charlie's dad in the film kept saying he feels that this was it isn't just catharsis for Molly and Joy where they find each other and leave him behind but for him he cops on and, and you know the next time you see him he's going to be rocking up at their door going I'm clean <laughs> I've you know I'm, give me another chance you know so the film you know it's 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 tapping into all those things about forgiveness, which I, I really found very powerful. Yeah, there's a real redemptive spirit to the film. Um, it, it's it's almost like you've got all these broken pieces that are looking for for some place to to be made whole. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And this, and you know, and a baby, <laughs> you know, this a vulnerable baby is, you know. It is the moment where you can you can reset, right? Everyone can reset. The innocence, the the simplicity, the the, the straightforward relationship is built on love. It's just built on simple love and be here right now. And the baby is acts in the film as this, you know, this simple, I think, siren call to just go back to basics, you know, and and let yourself love for joy to let herself love this child to. To be enough, you know, to forgive her mom or not, you know, to forgive herself and to say, you know, I am this child's mother and that's good enough. <laughs> you know, that's I'm good enough. I'll, I'll be as good as I can be. I'll I'll give it everything and sure, I'll fail. But, you know, love will. <laughs> it sounds corny and the film is a little corny, but not sentimental. But, you know, it does say. You know, love is, love is the answer. You know, the final song is Love is the Way. It's a beautiful song by Declan O'Rourke, sung by this beautiful choir. And and that's the, that's what we float out of the cinema on, that idea of love is the way, you know? You know, I, I, I appreciate that you're saying that you're saying that because even though the film, like you said, is not a sentimental, it's not, not, sent, not overly sentimental. There are moments of sentiment in the film that work so well. Like life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, certainly, I mean, we see that with with Joy's character. She's got this this infant, and it's just like I I can't love it, you know. But she has to sort of rediscover that piece of herself, um, and have some of that poured into her through through Molly, um, along the way. It's uh, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. It's the you know there's there's there's. And it's it's like films I love that has you know a lot of layers to it. You know, on a second viewing, or you might see stuff. You know, I'm not saying you won't get it all in the first, but you might hear stuff in the second viewing that you heard and heard. And there's a line in the film where, and Joy kind of throws it away. She says something like, um, "You know, my mother always said it'd be better for everybody if I never had children." You know, and it's like, and she throws it away in a kind of a, "Oh, that doesn't matter. I'm just, you know, I'm going on my plan." And I feel it like a knife in my heart because I'm thinking, "God, that's the sort of messaging that you know children can take in and and, and never be freed from until, uh, you know, hopefully in this film, this story of this woman, she is freed. She finds 
she finds someone to show her the light out of that dark place, you know, in the in the guise of this <laughs> scrappy young boy racer, you know, who's who's more mature and more wise than than all the adults in the film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Emer, thank you. This is this has been this has been wonderful. Um, just as we wrap up, what do you hope people experience when they, you know, uh, when they take a joyride? Well, in the words, in the words of um, Irish poet Seamus Heaney, there's this beautiful poem called Postscript, which is about taking a trip out to the west of Ireland. And the final lines of the film are that where the buffeting winds might catch your heart off guard and blow it open. And, and that's kind of what I feel, you know, that you'll take this trip with these these two, you know, and, and you'll go on this journey and some something in the mix will just blow your heart open in the sense of you'll be open to these ideas of of forgiveness and love and healing and friendship and, and hope, you know, and, that, and that'll creep up on you the way the, the buffeting winds on the west coast of Ireland might. I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward Thank to you. the uh, the album Reckless Joy and the Half Orphan. Uh, I assume they're on the soundtrack. Uh, but, uh, thank you thank, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate it. You too. Bye bye.